Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, Happy New Year and welcome to a new year of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. We're sure glad you stayed with us through the old year and we welcome you on board for the new year. Bob Getty and Kelly Center, we're broadcasting live this afternoon from Hattiesburg and I'm happy to announce that effective today, We have a new studio sponsor, Southern Bank Corp. So we're now in the Southern Bank Corp studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Southern Bank Corp uh, with strong financial products, SBA loans, uh, products uh, for every financial plan that you may have, from checking uh, to savings to investment uh, to SBA loans. Uh, They handle it all at Southern Bank Corp. They're located, they have a brand new facility in the uh, in Midtown in Hattiesburg, uh, right next to some of our uh, buddies down there, like Fuzzy's Taco Shop. They're in that same complex there. And uh, we look forward to having someone from Southern Bank Corp on the show later this week. But we want to welcome Southern Bank Corp as the new studio sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Hey, glad you're with us to kick off the new year. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, still a great place for you to enjoy lunch or dinner with your family a great place to cater your next event, whether it be for your home, your church, or any organization. Dickie's Barbecue uh, joins the Eagle Hour in the new 2022 season, Kelly Center. Couldn't think of a, and they've been with us almost from day one, if correct. they haven't, right? They have, correct. And uh, 4th Street, I know, has been with us a long time. Uh, uh, Campus Bookmart's been with us a long time. So uh, glad to have everybody aboard, and we know that everybody that's a Southern Miss fan listens to this show in some some form or fashion, and we don't take that we don't take that for granted. We appreciate that uh, that very much. Heath Hinton will be joining us here in just just a second because there's lots of things you know going on with the football playoffs and the transfer portal, and and uh, and COVID is back in the news. Yes, the C word is back in the news across the the Eagles. A couple of basketball games. Uh, this weekend. So let's let's go ahead and get right into it. Heath Hinton uh, is with us. He is the proprietor of Big Gold Nation. I just had a big special for Christmas time for you to get your Big Gold membership where you can keep up to date with all the, all the down-to-earth information of the sports and the different sports, both men's and women's at Southern Miss. Heath, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, my friends. Good to talk to you. How you doing today? Everything is made for love. That's what I always. It, it, it gets a good. It's a good conversation starter. Hey, COVID protocols uh, got Southern Miss this weekend. Uh, games against Western Kentucky and Marshall uh, have been postponed. Although we were looking uh, last Thursday at where they could possibly sneak these games in, but that's just two games right now. As it stands this week, they are scheduled to play at San Antonio on Thursday and then go to UTEP. On Saturday, three straight road games now for the Southern Miss basketball team. What's the latest, Heath? Uh, latest right now is they should be able to make the trip. Haven't heard anything, nothing out of uh, basketball, men's basketball yet. So uh, as of right now, it seems to be everything is on. But 
you know, it's going to be tough. They're riding the six-game losing streak and three road games. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy for the Golden Eagles. So, uh, especially when you got to make that Texas trip, when you got to go to San Antonio, then all the way out to El Paso, Texas. Uh, thank goodness that. Maybe not much longer. They won't have to make that many more trips. Yeah, but I will. Uh, but I will say so. this: that San Antonio game is the is the one to really watch because San Antonio, by all indicators, is the weakest of the three teams that they'll face on the road. So if they could happen to get this one at San Antonio, you don't know what might happen. UTEP is is decent, but they're not great. Um, La Tech is pretty good, um, but you know that would be the third game in a row. But the importance of this first one at UT San Antonio to snap the skid. Yeah, it would be important to get over there and get a win right off the bat. Look, maybe what this team needs to get away from home and to, uh, you know, have have a change of scenery is not always a bad thing, especially when you're feeling down, when you're on the losing streak. Getting away from home is not bad always. Hmm. Well, the women uh, have two home games this week. They play Thursday night against uh, San Antonio and Saturday night against UTEP. Heath, they're doing a little. They're doing a little better than the men's team. Am I, is that fair to say? They are, but they lost their first two uh, conference USA games. And what's what's tough about it is you watch those games, and the Lady Eagles were a much bigger a basketball team than those than those two. And it seems like they get punished for being bigger. Like it almost. I mean, I'm serious. If, if people watch it, they know what I'm talking about. Uh, other teams maybe can get away with fouls at Southern Miss Camp because they're taller. Um, it, it was just a weird road trip. Uh, the first game, the Lady Eagles shot the daylight out of the ball. The second game, they couldn't get it in the bucket. Uh, really Jekyll and Hyde, but to get them back home, it might do them some good. So big game's coming up this week. Uh, I expect the Golden Eagles play much better at home. And plus, they had COVID bite them, too, or... And uh, they were shorthanded this week. It's everywhere. So it would be good to get some players back. I I saw this morning the the, uh, Mississippi State-Missouri basketball game has been postponed because of COVID. The NFL's ransacked with COVID, though. I thought we were through with this, Sander. And and coaches are saying, they're saying it's not even any fun. It's not fun to coach anymore. When you're having something jammed up your nose – and, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. if you've ever been tested for COVID, that hurts. It's not a not a pleasant situation. And we have to be tested as often. They're just coaches are just saying, man, it's it's just no fun. Yeah, it's a shame. But that's yeah. the world we live in now. Uh, you know, he's my my concern. And, I, and I'm praying that I'm wrong about this is that COVID is going to ease its way into the college baseball season as well. Yeah, you know, it's I think COVID is going to have to be something that we live with for the re- as fans, as, as individuals, as uh, just people. We're going to have to live with this the rest of our life and going to have to figure out a way to deal with it. And it looks like this isn't going to be changing anytime soon. Uh, supposedly they had, the, you know, you had the vaccine, but people who've had the vaccine are getting it. So it just looks like something that we're going to have to learn to live with. And I think once, you know, it goes along, people hopefully – find better ways of dealing with it. We figure out we don't have to cancel uh, sporting events because maybe it's not as bad. Um, you know, they play with the flu. Why can't they play with COVID? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe the farther along we get with this, the more 
the easier it is on everybody. All right, we're going to keep Heath with us a while today. I want to bring this up, guys. Uh, this has uh, made a lot of news this morning, getting a lot of comment. Kid named John Rice Plumley played at Oak Grove, two-star athlete at Oak Grove, two-star, uh, two, two sport, at, two two sport, sport. athlete, I yeah. should say, at Ole Miss, played on the football team and the baseball team. Uh, reportedly announced today that he's entering the transfer portal. I think maybe that's uh, official now. Uh, this was a highly recruited kid. Our sources say, our sources say uh, that he may be looking at uh, moving to Central Florida, possibly Southern Miss. You coach this kid, Kelly, so you know a lot about this kid, and uh, what a fit would he be at Southern Miss? He would be an absolute rock star. But it's not going to come down to that. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the real ugly world bearing its head January 3rd of 2022. John Rice, like a lot of other college athletes, will most likely, nobody would fault him, he's going to go to the highest bidder. And, and now we're in that world. We're literally in that world in college football. Because of image and likeness, and, and now you can, you can do all those things. So And look, any school would love to have John Rice Plumley, and I'm one of them. I would love to see him you know, play for Southern Miss. But if you've got a bigger school, and let's just use what we're hearing is that Central Florida is in the mix. All right, you got Malzahn down there, who's an offensive whiz. Will Hall is, too, here at Southern Miss. But Central Florida, bigger resources, potential to tap into more money. Disney World. All of, all of that. <laughs> it, it would be very tough to land John Rice Plumley here. And Heath, with that said, Will Hall has said he's, he wants to sign a transfer quarterback in the transfer portal any headway in that that direction i i don't know i mean this is a situation where a guy's got to make his choice i know that you know of course southern miss would probably be happy to have him on board being a local guy it would help sell tickets too i mean there's no question about it but this is a situation where um you know ncaa with this new name image likeness and different things what can schools offer him um you know, I was joking with some friends of mine earlier. You talked about Central Florida. You go to Central Florida, you get to go uh, Disney World, University, sea, Universal, Sea World. Beaches aren't far. Away. Oh, and by the way, just in case you sign an NIL deal, no state taxes. So you get to save a little money, too, on the I, I don't like it, guys. I, I think we've seen the end of, of college athletics as we've enjoyed it and known it for years. It's going to make things even more unfair in favor of the Power Five. I'll tell you something else about sports is, once again, the college football playoffs, boring. We'll talk about that and other stuff on the other side of the break. Welcome to the Eagle Hour 2022. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Second segment of the Eagle Hour sponsored by Campus Bookmark. CampusBookmark.net. Great place to buy Southern Miss apparel year-round. Hardy Street. You can shop them online seven days a week. CampusBookmark.net. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios. 
here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. And again, I want to thank uh, Southern Bank Corp for joining uh, the Eagle Hour family uh, as we enter the second segment of today's show. Guys, I, I want to clarify something. Uh, in no way were we criticizing John Rice Plumley. I don't blame any kid for taking advantage of a situation that has been created by the NCAA. Do I think it was a good move? I think it was a terrible move. And I think a lot of coaches would, would agree with me. You're no longer selling your program, your tradition, your, you know, your ability to play. You're, you're selling. Here's what we can, in essence, pay you to come here and play. And it, that's where we are. And it allows unscrupulous boosters in the past who would give free trucks and free cars. Now they're to, perfectly legal. And it's out in the open. Heck it yeah. makes the rich richer. It does. And the poor get poorer. And Southern Miss is in that is in that poor pile, unfortunately. I mean, right. what do they have to offer a lot of these transfer portal kids when, when say, a Central Florida? Uh, yeah, and, and your point is well made. Now, John Rice is a super kid. Man, he, he just hit the mother load, in my opinion, because it wasn't going to happen at Ole Miss. Right. right. For whatever reason. Right, uh, right. Hard, uh, hard For whatever figure, reason. But, so, but uh, it, let me just say, we would welcome him with open arms. Of course. He and, would be, like you said, the rock star of the football program. And he would. And, and, and Heath Southern Miss is getting some transfers. I got a, a big news over the weekend of a Mississippi State youngster coming to Southern Miss. Tell us about that. Yeah, Armand is Cooley uh, from Wayne County. He does, because of COVID and different things, he has four years left to play. So, really, you're getting a, what what normally past years would be, you know, you're getting a guy coming in that's got four years eligibility, just be like a freshman almost, a redshirt freshman even. And uh, it's a big get. This guy's 280 pounds, uh, a defensive tackle. I watched him play in high school at Wayne County most dominant on the defensive line, ran down running backs, great speed, good hands. Just a just a big time pickup coach Hall and the staff's gonna add much needed depth on that defensive line and a guy that can come in and play immediately. Good news. All right, I want to switch gears here we'll have a few minutes. I heard this this weekend, Kelly. We'll start with you. People who don't follow college basketball all year, tune in for the NCAA basketball tournament. Why? Because everyone is invited to play. There are always these Cinderella stories, always these exciting upsets. The little guy gets a chance to compete. People who follow college football all year, many tune out when it comes to the championship playoffs and the championship game. Why? Because it's four teams. It's hand-picked. As we saw again this weekend, and it's been the case many times, the games are boring blowouts. And now, once again, you have two teams from the same conference that played just two weeks ago playing again. When are we gonna when are we gonna put some common sense into the playoff system and include more schools and make it more entertaining like the basketball tournament? Well, it's what people want. But but we don't always get what we want. Just ask all the politicians who, right. <laughs> you know, we've uh, we've said in, in many different aspects in, in this country that we'd like certain things. But the politicians don't don't seem to see it that way. Uh, you, yeah, you're going to have an Alabama, Georgia final again. Uh, and until people stop watching, Bob, you know, we've talked about this for 100 years. Whatever is incentivized, follow the money. If people stop watching. 
you know, revenue, revenues and advertising is going to go down. The television contracts are going to go down when it comes, you know, schools make coaching changes when people stop coming, when people stop buying tickets, it all comes down to incentivizing things. The NFL, and, and it, we joked about the New England Patriots for a long time, the New England Patriots, when they've had this dominating you know, clutch on the rest of the NFL, Super Bowls have been poorly watched. You know, and it's because people are bored. They're tired of the same old thing, particularly in this day and age when you can get a hamburger in 30 seconds, right, from the time you drive to the line to the time you leave. So people are bored with it. Uh, you know, it is the same old thing. But, but the only thing that I would say to counteract your argument is let's say you had an eight or as Heath Hinton is going to recommend a 16-team playoff. Would you not still see that at Alabama and Georgia – would be well, the two well, best yes, teams. Yes, you would, and they deserve. You know, if you're the two best teams, you deserve to be in the playoffs. But you know what? The champion of the Pac-10 deserves to be in a playoff. The champion of the Big Twelve deserves to be in a playoff. I mean, if you're going to have these Power Five conferences that sit up on the mountaintop, you know, they're the greatest of the. Well, how are their conference champions not in a playoff game? You know, how is the best? Group of five team every year, not in a playoff game. I mean, yeah, you'll have a couple at larges, but uh, you could certainly make it more interesting. It's not well, interesting. Guys, you, you look at the NCAA tournaments in both baseball and basketball. They're fantastic. Here in the also in the past ten years, you started seeing the smaller guys work their way up. You've seen the Coastal Carolinas. You've seen the UMBCs. You see that happening more and more. It didn't happen when the tournaments first started. It was carried by the big boys. But after a while, you started seeing the smaller schools get more and more teams in. That's because things got more evened out to a certain extent. That's what's going to happen with football. Yeah, right now you can start a 16-team playoff, which I think they should. Ten conference champions, six at larges. Take them all, reseed them, go one, you know, one play 16, and so on and so on. But once. You know, after a while, things are going to start getting evened out at that point, just like with basketball and baseball. Well, they don't want that. At, the power five and then more things, that. but that's the issue. They don't want that. All the money's held from when ESPN is giving out all these big bonuses to these networks, and the money's held by these power fives. Yeah. So the power fives are incentivized to make sure that they send in those $45 million checks to school every year that – are, are helping to fund their big-time athletics. And that's why they're so good. It's just as long as they make the process as hard as they can for the group of five, it's going to stay this way. Once they open the tournament up, things will start changing. Right. But they've already seen it happen in basketball and baseball, and they're scared to death it'll happen. Yeah, I, I saw two ESPN announcers in a bowl game that, that revealed the cabal that exists. They said... For those of you that are tired of hearing about the SEC, all you have to do is look at the championship game yesterday, and it confirms that the SEC is the superior conference and plays at another level than the rest of the nation. Well, I would say this. Is the SEC a great football conference? Of course it is. But if you take Alabama and Georgia out of the mix this year and one other team, Arkansas, Every SEC team that played in a bowl game got beat. So what does that say to me? That says if you take Alabama and Georgia out of the scenario, the SEC is as competitive as any league in the country, but that's what they are. They're competitive with the Big 12 and the and the Pac-10. They're not superior. 
And the cabal between ESPN and the SEC is what I think Heath is getting at. They're not ever going to allow these smaller schools to get a bite of that apple because they get that bite in the baseball and basketball tournament. And that's just going to have to do. That's just all. You'd be happy that you're getting that. <laughs> that that's but it. you're not getting a bite of the football apple. Do you agree with that? I do. I wasn't basketball at one time, 32, and then they raised it to 64. And, and, and it is the greatest tournament in NCAA sports. I think the, I actually the men's basketball think the NCAA tournament. baseball tournament is so much fun to watch and so much fun to be a part of. And regionals and super regionals, that's a must-watch TV for me. Every bowl game is not much watched, must-see TV. I could care less if, <clears> uh, let's just say, I don't know, just pick two schools. If Arkansas is playing, you know, I don't want to say anything bad, but a UTEP in a bowl game, I'm just saying next year if that would take place. I don't care to watch that. Right. Well, when you look at the bowl games. In a tournament, I would watch it. When you look at the bowl games this year, you're going to tell me that if you had Utah, Ohio State, uh, Baylor, some of those schools in a in a football playoff, it wouldn't have been more exciting than what we what we were forced to watch. Per, perhaps, but I still think that Georgia and Alabama would emerge. Well, that's fine, I mean, you're and, and that's that's great no, if they do. And, and here's something else to your point, Bob. In this world today, in this soccer mom world that we live in, where everybody gets a trophy, the reason these tournaments keep expanding, the reason the MHSAA went to six six A, you know, from five A, the 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 theory is. We're giving more kids an opportunity to compete at a higher level. You know, they're, they're getting a chance at, at winning something. We're giving more kids that exposure, more kids that opportunity. So everything the NCAA is doing football-wise is absolutely the opposite of that. So you would think that as, the, as our culture continues you to get... Think. Yeah, you would think that as mm. our culture continues to get more, everybody gets a trophy that the football playoff will expand. All right, Heath Hinton. Would kids opt out if they, were, uh, if they were playing for a tournament for national championship? I don't think they Probably. would. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. Thanks, Heath. We'll have you back on the show next week. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. All right. Happy New Year to you. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Court Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Welcome our new studio sponsor with open arms. As say thank you to all of our sponsors, too, that return. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Should point out to you that Luke is out for a while uh, in school. Kelly and I'll be manning the uh, fort here for the next couple of weeks and uh, broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Fourth Street Bar Grill, another great sponsor of the Eagle Hour, continues into the new year with us, and they continue to have the best. Plate lunch in Hattiesburg, eight ninety five for uh, just a fantastic lunch uh, and drink. Uh, I can attest to uh, the evening meals, the fantastic poor boys, uh, 
It's a great place to eat, Kelly. Yeah, the way the economy is. Somebody said, uh, "Can you? <laughs> can I see a pool boy?" And the manager came out. You know, that's the way the right. economy. But right. but um, no, the food. When you, the term home cooked, you always hear that a home cooked meal. That's all you get at Fourth Street is a home cooked meal. But now look, get ready to eight. Because it's these portions are husky por- <laughs> yes. portions. Is that right? Is that your word, Kelly? Husky? <laughs> That's right. Remember the old jeans back, the old blue jeans yeah, back Kelly in the likes 60s. a husky lunch, and uh, you can <laughs> find one every day at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. And not to mention, not to mention the memorabilia that decorates the walls is really quite incredible. Yeah, the Derek Hamilton, you know, in the Fab Four, as he called yeah. it, was up on the wall. By the way, did you see this weekend where his son, Kyle Hamilton, lashed out at Kirk Herbstreet? On, on the weekend ESPN college football weekend when Kirk Herbstreet was talking about one of the sexy topics now is these kids skipping bowl games. Which he did. Which he did to prepare for the NFL draft. And I so respected the fact that Kyle Hamilton said to Kirk Herbstreet, look, you of all people, Kirk Herbstreet, should understand how much money we're talking about here. Uh, if I get hurt, my draft stock could go down and look at matt corral now yeah at, at Ole Miss. that's exactly right and let me say this about matt corral first of all let me not that it matters but issue my ultimate respect for that kid because he made it real clear he had an obligation in his mind to his team and his teammates and he wasn't going to walk away from him. so i have great great respect for that but i think this kid this kid's injury will set the tone kelly and here's what i mean if he's not punished by the NFL for this injury and say he's one of the top 20 draft choices, which he was projected to be, that'll encourage, I believe, more kids to go ahead and play that last game. But if he if he drops in the draft significantly, I think you're going to see a flood of kids pulling out of bowl games next year. And I hope the first thing that you said is correct. correct. Unfortunately, Bob, I think Kyle Hamilton's view – is going to be the one that the NFL takes. If Matt Corral's injury, you know, I mean, I see both sides, but I'm afraid that Matt Corral's injury is going to damage his draft stock. Uh, But, but Kyle Hamilton, man, uh, man, he, he took on Herb Street. He said, look, you, you know, this is America and you have to do what's best for you and your family. And if I stand to lose potentially millions of dollars to play in a bowl game, you know, as opposed to my future, you know, who are you to say that I shouldn't do that? I, I see both sides. Yeah. I wish nothing but the best of Matt Corral. Sure. I, I hope this kid is not badly injured. I hope it's an injury he gets over, and I hope his draft status. Uh, in fact, I've been reading a lot of stuff that the Redskins were really looking hard at him as a quarterback. So. Well, well they, the Steelers need a quarterback yeah. badly. Right. The Redskins, the Washington football team. You can say it. It's yeah, okay. okay. On this show, you can say it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of teams out there that and, need and a really good quarterback. And I also hope for Matt Corral's sake, he goes to the Steelers and not the Redskins. I don't want him to go to the Steelers. No, we we don't want to have to deal with him. I want him to have a chance. As a Bengals you know I mean? fan. You know. All right, speaking of the NFL, and Kelly's flying high now. Uh, the, the Bengals won their division, beat the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. I told Kelly yesterday afternoon, you know, the team looks really good. The uniforms are just hideous. But I'm hoping that was a one-off there. Uh, but seriously, uh, so I, I last night I ranked my five best teams from each division. No particular order, but teams that I think are going to make noise. I, I rate on the, on the uh, American uh, Conference, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Can you believe I'm saying this? 
Kansas City, Cincinnati, New England, Buffalo, and Tennessee as the top five teams. Your thoughts? Well, Tennessee's the number one seed right now. Right, but your thought collectively is that the five best teams going into the playoffs? Kansas yes. City, Cincinnati, yes. New England, Buffalo, and Tennessee. I think those are those are good choices. Hard to predict who would did win. You, did you have? Did you say Indianapolis in there? No, Indy's not there, but Indy's right on the crust yeah. of being there. Yeah, they're 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 a team. But if to you watch. got five, I don't know who the five. I don't know any of those five there that you could bump out. I, I wish you, we could bump New England out but every year. I don't year. think you can. <laughs> no. On the other side, I think you've got Green Bay, Tampa Bay, L.A., Dallas, and this one may surprise you, San Francisco. No Cardinals? Who put it on Dallas yesterday? I don't have any confidence in the Cardinals. Well, I'm, I'm wrong. And I, and I realize the Cardinals should probably take San Francisco's spot, but there's something about the Cardinals that, um, I don't know, they just – the thing that excites me most about the NFL playoffs this year, of course, you do have some additional teams in there, which, to your point earlier, has some fan bases now that normally would be tuning out or tuning in oh, you know, great. to the playoffs. But for the first year, and see if you agree with me on this, for the first year in a long time, this world championship of football seems to be wide open. Correct. Oh, absolutely. There is not one stud team that has absolutely no. dominated all year long. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. I mean, the Chiefs had won eight in a row yesterday. They they The second half defensively, I mean, people are talking about Jamar Chase and the unbelievable game he had at wide receiver yesterday as he and Burrow were doing their LSU thing all day yesterday. What's what's getting swept under the rug was how well the Cincinnati defense completely shut down Kansas City in the second half, which nobody's been able to do. Okay, calm down. No, but I'm but I'm just saying that you know. So who would think that Cincinnati you know would be it, this thing is wide open? And I think the AFC field is a little stronger. See, and I think the NFC field is a little bit stronger. See, I mean, I'm looking at Kansas City. Cincinnati's red hot. Uh, Buffalo's a solid football team. The Titans. The Titans are one of those teams that will bust you in the mouth from the opening get-go. And they've quietly gone about their business all year long. Now, they do play in the weakest division. When you get to play the Jags twice and the Texans twice, there's four I wins. I get it. I get you know. it. And anybody that counts out New England is gambling. Man, I hope I hope anybody <laughs> but New England. Now, if you I'm go still... to the other side, the Packers look to me to be the best team. I would have said this grudgingly yesterday – up until yesterday, that Dallas looked really good, but I don't know which Dallas team shows exactly. up. Exactly, that's the problem. the The Rams seem to be getting on a roll at the right time, but they're playing the Forty ers this coming week, and that'll tell a lot. Man, the Forty ers are a hot, tough football team. And, right now. and look, if you're a Houdat guy, Luke's not with us this week, but Luke's a big Houdat guy. The only way the Saints can get in is if they go to Atlanta and beat the Dirty Birds, which they don't have a real good track record of doing over the years. And Arthur Smith has done a great job with the Falcons this year. I think they're new coach. But the Saints would have to go to Atlanta and beat Atlanta, and then the Rams would have to beat San Francisco. That gets the Saints in? That gets the Saints in. The that, Saints don't need to be that, Well, but, but I mean, again, if you're a Houdat fan, you want to see them get I in get there. I you know. and, uh, I, and I left the Cardinals out. Probably a mistake leaving the Cardinals out. But I, I just – there's something about this San Francisco team that looks dangerous to me. As long as long – as Brady is out, I don't care. I don't know. And I mean, I would love to see his old, I don't know, his old tired butt go up there to Green Bay, and it's about fifteen below zero. Yeah. 
and his creaky knees and his creaky ankles and stuff. And I, he don't look creaky to me. Just get squashed. Maybe that's well. I think I, I do think this. I think the Bucks got badly hurt yesterday with the meltdown of Antonio Brown. I mean, clearly this young man has some mental illness that is far more important than than football. But you know, just the week previous, he had caught ten passes for I think 150 yards and. Uh, and uh, you know the, they've been they've been injured a lot in the defensive backfield and wide out positions, and he was really important to them. Now they went on they came back and won yesterday, even after he went out. But uh, I think that's a blow to them, and I think they've lost their two number, their one and two wide receivers. Uh, it's a bad time of the year for that to be happening. Tony Dungy last night on Football Night in America made a good comment. He said, "You know, the league has got to stop giving Antonio Brown." Multiple chances. I think he's done. Yeah, you know, I would think so too. And I and I agree with you, Bob. I you see all the the funny pictures on social media of Antonio Brown, and you know, it, look the guy. In, there's something wrong with this guy. There's no question. You know, and and as as Christians and as Americans, man, we want this guy to get some help. And, and I know you don't like Brady, but Brady did really bend over back to the point he let him live in his home, trying to give him another chance and trying to help him. And I saw Brady's comments after the game yesterday, and he really looked kind of shaken about what had happened to him because he had invested a lot. And I found myself not criticizing Antonio Brown, but feeling sorry for him. Me too. Something is really wrong, and I hope that he, I hope that he finds the help that he needs. And I think, I think generally as a country, I don't want to get off on a political tangent, but as a country, I think we don't we don't address mental health very well. Right. And we talk about our physical health, and that's important. But mental health is is getting to be much more in the in the uh, spotlight, and I think it needs to be. You don't throw away what this young man has, you know, knowingly uh, thinking straight. There's something wrong when you throw away that kind of life. Hundred percent, and yeah. and the way he did it yeah. in the bizarre. I mean, it's just that's just bizarre what yeah. he did yesterday. It just, it, it just didn't make a lot of sense. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. First Eagle Hour of 2022. Hope you'll stick around. Southern Miss to the top. D1D Bat, the sponsors of the uh, last segment of the Eagle Hour. Great place to uh, line your child up. Now, we know baseball's just around the corner. God, it's so exciting to say that. Just about 60 days away. Now would be a great time to register your kid for some instruction at D-Bat. Uh, get them some bat and cage uh, work set up. Uh, be a great time, right, Kelly? Yeah, college. I mean, college baseball we know starts in the middle of February, but a lot of these travel tournaments and stuff start at the end of January. So it, it's definitely the time to knock the rust off and and get ready for the 2022 season. And DBAT, man, that that place is super nice. If you yeah. haven't been in there, I, I visited with Catherine down there a couple of weeks ago for a few minutes, and it's it's awesome. I mean, it's it's hard to look at it from the street and understand what's inside the building, but right? And also on the other side, of course, uh, D1 training, uh, athletes of every sport and every age, 
what what better New Year's resolution to make than get yourself in good shape? And uh, you can do that at D1 Training. And uh, also, you can fine-tune your game at DBAT. We thank them for uh, joining us in the new year as an Eagle Hour sponsor. All right, we talked about it in the first segment. It is absolutely official now. Kelly, you just pulled up the tweet. Nowadays, nowadays uh, young people, they, they announce everything on Twitter. Social, social media for so go sure. Go ahead. Let, let people know what's been announced. Yeah, this is from the official uh, John Rice Plumley's official Twitter account. And I'm quoting here. My heart is full. And although change is hard, I know change allows each of us to grow and gives us a great opportunity to trust him. God is now calling me to serve him in a different area. I am unsure where I will be yet, but I am entering the transfer portal. My prayer is that he will continue to guide and bless my path. I ask for your continued prayers and support as my eyes are on the Lord. I have bathed this decision in prayer. My prayer is also for the continued success of Ole Miss and God's richest blessings over Oxford. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Hotty toddy, glory to God, John Rice Plumley. Right, well, let's end the drama right now, John Rice, and just come on down here and sign with Southern Miss and play quarterback for the Golden Eagles. You said it. He would be a rock star down here. Oh my a gosh, hometown hero down here. Oh my, and then rock, and I mean like rock star. Right. I mean, there, right. I mean, he would. He would complete. He would himself would sell probably. I, I'm not trying to exaggerate here, but I just think him coming would would be an additional 300 season tickets. Yeah. You know. Well, our, our sources do tell us, uh, and, and we're not saying that he's coming here, but we got a really good source that does tell me that he's certainly considering it. And uh, the information I have is is he's seems to be focused on the possibility of going to Central Florida or Southern Miss. I think he was recruited by the guy at Central Florida who was then at Auburn. Got some balls on. When he first got out of high school. So I think there is some relationship there. But, uh, you know, Will Hall's made no secret of telling us he wants to sign an experienced quarterback. And, uh, so Out of the transfer portal. I, I, I'm going to say that I think at this point, Southern Miss is in consideration. I, I love this from John Rice. He said, I, my prayer is also for continued success of Ole Miss and God's richest blessings over Oxford. How could there be any more blessings in Oxford? <laughs> <laughs> They're blessed with more money than they could walk around with. That's right. Yeah. God, no, good for him, but I think you yeah, know the fine. crux of that. You see where his heart is. Um, well, we'll see, and uh, as it plays out, we'll of course let you know. We don't want to build up this one kid as the savior of a football program, but clearly this is a local kid. We've always advocated on this show that the more local kids you have in our athletic programs, the better. He's a talented kid. He's a baseball player. He's a football player, and you know any school. Any school would be foolish not to not to want to get a kid like that in their program. And, and what everybody, what listeners need to understand too, Bob, this in in no means, in no in no way are we downplaying Ty Keys and the other no, guys that are already no, in house. No, no. I mean, I mean, it just it would give Ty Keys. I mean, I would think that Plumley. Just me talking off the top of my head. I mean, obviously it's Will Call's decision, um, but I would think that that Plumley would walk into a number one quarterback position going into the season, you know, and if, if he happened to win that position over Ty Keys, it'd give Ty Keys another year to develop. Well, well, I think on that Twitter page, too, as you showed me, a fan raised an interesting question is, can he play left tackle? <laughs> <laughs> is he insinuating we need some help on the line? Can he play tackle? I just thought that <laughs> 
<laughs> that was too good. I, I don't think he's really built uh, to be. <laughs> Can't even play tackle. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> if he could, if he could. Uh, I'm sure he would. We'd you know, oh, push a little no. bit harder to get him. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, help is on the way, Bob. Help is okay. on the way. All right, I just got a line. confirmation. Coach Scott Berry's going to be on the show tomorrow. A lot of improvements taking place out at the peak, Kelly. When you think about it, you know the new turf, new lighting. I hear state of the art lighting, and I hear a new, really nice scoreboard. We'll ask Coach about that tomorrow. Quite a lot of improvements since the new AD came to town with the baseball facility. But you also see, and this just cuts to the bare bone, you see what happens when you win? Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. You can go to the general public and say, hey, look, we got a winner here. Here's what I need. Can you cut me a check? Correct. They're much more likely to do that when your team is, is play, has played as well as the Southern Miss baseball team and has. And you can go to the AD and get his attention a lot easier, too, can't you? Right. Incentivize. Follow the money. Right. All right. And Wednesday, we've got a basketball coach? We do. We do. The Eagles are uh, getting ready to take to the road for three straight beginning Thursday night at UT San Antonio. Then they'll go to UTEP on Saturday. And then La Tech. Tough road trip coming up for the Eagles. Great to kick off the new year. And we're sure glad you joined us. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.